0: are you good at guessing what people want this year stop guessing and give them what they want from burgers to video games to ripped jeans they pick their gift from some of their favorite brands with a choice gift card from giftcards.com it's genius today on the zabe we're here for a good time not a long time right well it's just me today baby so settle in I will give out free career advice to anybody who wants to get into sports media. Super Bowl 54 is getting closer, and will somebody, anybody, talk some shit already? All that plus apes and their retirement paintings. Your bonus, 30 minutes of me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Thursday, January 30th, 2020, thank you for downloading. So, I told this story on the air this week, and I'll tell it again here if you don't mind, but I'm going to elaborate on it just a bit. I got an email from a high school friend, Kristen, who was a platonic friend of mine in high school who did set me up with my future wife. At her wedding, Kristen's wedding, in which she sat me and my wife, Dina, next to each other, uh, so to help further things along, and the rest is sweet history. Kristen lives in the D.C. area, and we used to see her on a semi-infrequent basis with her kids, but then we moved further away from town and really kind of fell out of orbit. Anyhow, she sent me a nice email asking, you know, I've got this cousin, nephew, somebody, I forget who it was, it's in my inbox, I can look it up, who'd like to get into sports media, I was wondering if you might have a few minutes to talk to him about any ideas you would have about blah, 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 blah. I've not emailed her back yet, and I said on the air, on my radio show, I said, would it be a dick move if I just ignored the email, never responded? And then said, oh, I'm sorry, I I, I never got the email, in case you were to follow up. I was told that's being a dick, especially for someone who did help you meet your future wife, for God's sakes. Oh, and by the way, uh, Kristen's daughter, when she was on the high school yearbook staff at Langley High, my alma mater, took time to reach out to me to include a short little bio on me as a... Alumni, as a, as a Langley High School graduate, can you be an alumni of a high school? Is that is that only for college? Don't know. Uh, her daughter reached out to me and included a half page on me being a radio guy, and it was a nice write-up. The only recognition I've gotten from my high school, uh, not not a single call, no nominations for the Hall of Fame, nothing. It's like I don't exist to them at Langley. So really, I do kind of owe Kristen on this. Now, I'll get back to her. But here's the deal. I get these periodically. And I understand where they come from. Hey, I want to get into the biz. What would you recommend? And my first answer is, run! Run away! (laughs) You do not want to get into this business. I have said before, and I'm not kidding, I would never do this again. If I had the chance and before you say, but what are you talking about? You're, you're wildly successful. You've got multiple jobs, people likely like you, what, what, what's wrong? It's not that it didn't work out for me, but the likelihood of it not working out to be able to support a family and, and to, you know, feel somewhat confident in your future career path. No, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't recommend it. There's to me, sports radio, there is not nearly enough portability in the job itself and the skill set. You're going to spend so much time watching sports, writing out takes, uh, keeping track of things, getting in arguments, you know, being a full do- full-blown sports bro, sports dude, and what 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 skill set is portable? From that, where who else will hire you? Yeah, there might be there might be one or two stations in the town you live in, but after that, then what? And at you get to a certain age and they just look at you like you're just you're just an old man. And nobody wants to hear your old man takes. I've been saying that for a while. And so you don't really build anything. I feel like what I do. Is I build these elaborate sandcastles on the beach. Have you ever been to a, uh, a beach town like on the East Coast, Ocean City, Maryland, Bethany? Maybe they do this up the coast in Jersey, not sure. But I know in, in Ocean City, Maryland, down on the boardwalk opposite all the arcades and the rides and the funnel cake places, you know, these guys would on the beach at night set up some portable lights and they would build these massive sandcastles. I mean, as tall as their head and 10 feet wide, and they'd be so elaborate and amazing. They'd have little bottle spritzers of water so that the sand would stay together. And I guess they would put out a tip jar, and uh, that sandcastle would be gone the next day, and they'd start over again. That's what I do in a way with, okay, here's my show today. God, that was a great show today. Okay, well, it's gone now. Sure, it can be downloaded and listened to uh, via the app that you have but uh, or, or a podcast, but it's gone. It's a sandcastle that's washed away. If you are writing books or writing columns, those are a bit more permanent, and maybe they last or stand the test of time. But you're not really building a skill set that is transferable anywhere or to a lot of different companies. Because it's a very narrow field, and it's a very fickle field, and it is a field that is constantly evolving and changing and there is no security and it's it's more dangerous now with the, every little thing that you say that could be fatal that I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't do it again, but I wouldn't recommend it. It's worked out great for me. I'm thankful and I'm also I'm also, I'm thankful, but I'm not going to be that humble. I mean, work my fucking ass off to get these jobs, and I swallowed a lot of shit along the way, and I made compromises and sacrifices, and I bit my lip, and I said, okay, I don't like this, but you know what? Fuck it, I'm here to take their money. Let's keep rolling. That's what's necessary. Anyway, so you want to get into the biz. My nephew wants to get into sports media. My first question is almost always, in every one of these cases... Well, what does your son, nephew, niece, daughter want to do? Well, he's not quite sure yet. At that point, if I was being perfectly brazenly honest, I would say, well, get back to me when he does know what he wants to do. Now, that would seem like a very dickish thing to say. Not as dickish as not returning an email. Agreed. But you ever heard of the phrase, and I love this saying, a sailor without a destination cannot hope for a favorable wind? Think about that. If you're sailing on the open ocean and you have nowhere in particular you're going, then what what direction does it matter that the wind is blowing? Even if you know you're going this way and the wind is blowing directly against you that away, you can at least tack into the wind to get to where you're going. If you don't have a destination, then any wind is unfavorable because you don't know what you're fucking doing or where you're going. Now, it's okay to feel like you're in your 20s and you don't quite know what you want to do. Okay, that's fine. But you're asking me now for advice on how to achieve an unknown goal. And it's almost like coming to me. It's like, let's say you go to somebody, you, go, you ask a doctor, "Hey, you know my son, he wants to get into medicine. You're a doctor. What, could you speak to him and give him some tips?" You want to get into medicine. Well, what what part of medicine exactly? Do you want to be a uh, a life insurance salesman, a doctor? A dentist, a surgeon, a nurse, a pharmaceutical rep, a medical devices salesperson? Do you want to be a, a hospital administrator? Do you want to be a fitness trainer? do you want to be a dietitian? A million different variants of being you know in the field of medicine, so to speak? You got to be more specific. So that's number one. You may not end up in the area that you were initially going down, but have a, a first destination. I want to be, I'm 24 years old, I want to be a television production assistant at a major cable network. Or I want to be uh, an assistant that works on documentary sports films that cover whatever, auto racing, tennis. Get specific with your at least immediate goal, and then you've got a, a little direction to go. If you want to be in sports radio, well then, my first bit of advice is get into a sports radio station. Get in by hook or by crook. Get in by being an intern. Get in by being an unpaid assistant. Get in by being somebody who is part of the street team or the promotions. Whatever it takes, get in. And if you can't get in in the city you live, broaden it out and try to get in somewhere else at a lower market. Also, If you want to be in sports radio on the air, where's your product? Where is your produced stuff? Do you have a podcast already? If not, why not? They're free. The tools digitally, you get a microphone, you get something to record with, you get some simple editing tools on a laptop, and you can whip up a podcast that sounds pretty good. Put a lot of shitty hours of podcasting or radio broadcasting or just talking into a mic into a podcast about whatever you are really passionate about. And then put that up on a website and have it there with your smiling face and these, this body of episodes, whether it's 10 weeks, 10 months or whatever, have it up there. So you go to somebody and say, "Hey, I'd like to work for the radio station. I'll do whatever it takes to get in. I'm very hungry. I want to be on the air someday. But I know that, you know, right now I'm not ready. What can I do for you? Ah, nothing, kid. I I got no positions. No, I don't want any money. What can I do? I told you, I I got nothing for you. Okay, fine. Hey, I did hear because I was listening to your midday show. You're going to be down at so and so pier, and you're going to be, uh, you know, broadcasting live. Is it all right if I come by and see you then? Yeah, yeah, sure, kid, get out of here. Fine. Okay, so then when this event comes, you show up as a fan. You politely introduce yourself to whoever it was you were trying to talk to to get in the door. And then you say, hey, look, uh, can I help you put up some banners? Can I help hand out you know flyers? Can I help uh, direct people to say, hey, there's a show going on? Whatever, I'm just asking. Now you might say, well, God, that sounds like... Such a kiss-ass, Johnny Hustle thing. Yeah. But that's if that's what you really want, that's what it's going to take. So become a digital ninja. Know how to do all this stuff with all the digital tools. Writing, blogging, video editing, video producing, voiceovers, podcasting, social media, website building, all that stuff. Become a digital ninja. Know how to do all this stuff. That's number one. Number two, build your own body of work. Start a blog. Start a podcast. Have some stuff up there already, even if you're a nobody who's just out of college. That way you can show somebody, well, you know, I, I here's what I do. It doesn't pay me anything. But I'm very passionate about it, and here's my work so far. If you want to take a look, uh, read it, uh, listen to it, it's, it's there for you. That then shows somebody who might hire you for whatever, like, hey, this, this guy or gal's a real hard charger. And always think revenue. Revenue, revenue, revenue. If you could convince somebody to bring money into the door of a business, oh, Money, 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 money. That's the sweetest smell of all. Now, I'm not saying ask your daddy, Daddy, do you have a $1,000 to buy some fake ad campaign so I can try to get a job here? I mean, some people will. They'll go the Lori Laughlin route. If you've got a cousin who's got a sub shop, or if you've got an uncle who's got a sub shop, I was thinking cousin subs, uh, and you convince him to buy a schedule of ads on a station and you bring that in the door, that's kind of cheating sort of if it if your you know uncle doesn't really want to advertise, but maybe it's not, or maybe you find somebody else who you think would be you know good once you start showing I can make you money and it doesn't matter what field you're in, oh trust me, people notice you quick they're like wow this this fucker here can help make me money <laughs> let's figure out a place for him. So those are my basic things. You also have to be realistic. Look, if you are fat and ugly and bald like me, you're probably not going to be a TV star. If you don't have a good voice or you're shy in front of a microphone, you're probably not suited for radio. If you can't write at all, or it takes you forever to sit down and knock out a 500-word thing on whatever, you're probably not going to be in newspaper, probably not going to be in digital. Be realistic about what your career path may be. And lastly, my bit of advice, and this will end it right here for everybody, you can be a sports fan on your own time. I know the dream is to go ahead and I want to get paid doing what I love. Okay. Just remember, though, Even when you're in a field in which you're doing something that you, quote, love to do and you're getting paid to do it, at some point it's going to convert over into just being work. I'm not saying it's going to be work as tedious or as miserable as swinging a hot tar mop on a roof somewhere or perhaps filing legal appeals in some dreary law office. Just kidding, you lawyers. But at some point, the passion becomes work. And and there's going to be some days you're going to be like, I don't fucking feel like doing this because it's work, and you're going to do it anyway because you have to because it's work. If you're a sports fan on your own time, then you can pretty much do what you want. I know for me, you know, I'm a generalist. I'm like a, a, I like to liken myself as a sports talk radio host as your primary care physician. I'm a family doctor of sorts. I know a little bit about a lot of things. And I can refer you to specialists if you need to, but uh, my expertise is only in a certain few areas. And so I try to keep up on everything I can in the world of sports. Another tip is I always say, if you're going to be on the air, you have to try to be interesting. Remember the line from planes, trains, and automobiles? Where John Candy and and Steve Martin were stuck in a car together and John Candy was telling some story that was going nowhere (laughs) and Steve Martin was just not having it. And he's like, and here's a tip. If you have a story, make it interesting. It makes it so much more enjoyable for the listener. Or no, he was like, if if you're going to have a story, have a point. (laughs) It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. If you're going to be in a medium like this, you have to try to be interesting. And if you're going to be interesting, I always say you have to be interested. You have to say, oh, wonder how that works. Even with sports you may not be a fan of, always have that curious mind. Always be interested in, okay, this happened with this team. Why did it happen? All the key questions who, what, why, where, how. Keep those in mind all the time and stay curious and stay interested and then that will let you be a bit more interesting when it comes time for you to open your pie hole. But there's no law that says you can't be a sports fan or whatever on your own time. And you work to provide and as long as the work you do is stimulating enough or it's not too much of a of a drudge, then you do that and then you sports it up at night and on the weekends and on vacation, and as much as you like to do. I know this, because I am this family doctor that tries to keep track of a little bit of everything. Uh, I often make my choices, either consciously or even subconsciously, based on, will I be able to talk about this on my show? If not, I'll tend to skip it. And I hate that. Because I could sit down and watch a random Dallas Stars Nashville Preds game If I wanted to and really enjoy it, but I think this has no residual use value for me on the other side of the weekend. So what am I doing? And that's too bad because if it was just up to my own devices, I'd watch mostly the NFL, golf, hockey, some baseball, basketball in season, meaning college basketball in March, the NBA in May and June. And baseball whenever I could see fit. And then I'd go right back to football in the fall and repeat. And I'd be happy as a pig in shit. And that's what you can do if you're making your money in something other than being in sports. Okay, that there it is right there. My advice on if you want to get into sports media, that's the best I have to offer. In other news, headline, popular antivirus tracked users Porn browsing habits? Oh, boy. Here we go. Avast, whose free antivirus software has been used by hundreds of millions around the world, has been harvesting and selling users highly sensitive web browsing histories, according to an explosive report. And a Avast and a subsidiary called JumpShot, has been giving big companies like Google, Pepsi, Home Depot, and McKinsey and Company access to the users of Avast's antivirus software. Uh, details on their internet activity, everything from their shopping habits on Amazon to their sessions on Pornhub. This, according to an investigation by Motherboard and PC Mag. Oh, boy vast would track users' internet behavior to a granular degree, even in the most intimate moments. The collected data could tell a company what time a user visited a porn site, what they searched for on the site, and even what video they watched. Every search, every click, every buy on every site, Jumpshot claimed in a slide on a webinar it hosted in December. The company, of course, asked users to opt into the tracking, and they claimed, well, but the data was... Uh, anonymized, meaning we don't know who was searching for runaway, tattoo, big breasts, lesbian, and search. What? By, by the way, that's that's not my, that's not my gig right there. I was just saying hypothetically. Oh yeah, sounds like you. No, no, my thing is actually forty-something. Um, I can't even say it. My mother listens to this podcast. Ma! Ma! Log off, for God's sakes, will you? Jesus. I need a warning. I need like a tone or some sort of sounder to tell mom, okay, mom, I'm going to need you to fast forward by about five minutes right now. Anyhow, uh, experts told Motherboard, the magazine, that in certain cases... It could be possible to de-anonymize certain users provided there is enough specific data about their browsing habits. To which I thought, well, what would be the ultimate antidote to all of this? And that would be just saying, yeah, well, so what? Yeah, I, I was looking for that stuff. And if you think that I'm a sicko for looking for it, guess what? I found it. I found it on the web by the metric ton, sites and sites and sites and pictures and videos. So I don't know. It's kind of weird that if I'm such a sicko that I like that, that there is such an amazing volume of the product out there. It's almost like, let me think about this. More than just me liked what they were seeing, but don't don't go nuts on the uh, pornography people, will you? Okay, lots of lots of bad things come from it. Okay, good. There you go. My public service announcement. And just realize, if no matter what kind of software you—and this is the thing—I I don't trust any of this software. The antivirus software, uh, the clean up your hard drive software—it just you have no idea what your computer is doing underneath that screen and in the guts of it. It's like I was at the uh, bank the other day, a a, a different bank. I'm not going to say which one. <laughs> I'm not telling you where I'm banking. I think it's my uh, fifth different bank account. Oh yeah, I'm spreading my money around just in case. no, but it was uh it was a bank that holds the note on this on my uh, on my on my podcast fan. Still not done yet. I'll keep you posted. And I got free checking because I was I took out a loan through them and so I set up a checking account put some money in so it could auto draft and pay for the monthly payments and as I'm setting up my checking account the friendly bank manager is going through his spiel and he says to me and this is what was great he goes and I assume you're a big fan of internet banking right and I go big fan I'm not so sure I, I said yeah I'm a, I said yeah big fan I, I don't know about that I do online banking. I don't know if I'd call myself a big fan. He sort of was taken aback, like what? And I go, uh, you think I really trust all this internet online banking stuff? I mean, there has been there have been breaches, luckily none too serious. But someday there will be one that is. And I also live in fear of the big electromagnetic pulse that wipes out either all of the grid or a good chunk of it and unleashes hell on earth mayhem i like physical printed statements oh don't you want to save paper save the environment no i i would like a printout of my shit i'd like a printout of my money in your fucking bank with a an account number on it so if things do go sideways and if the uh koreans do launch an emp nuke over our you know, country, and wipes out the grid and all my money and everything I got, I'll have a piece of paper. Of course, there'd be such chaos at that point. I'm not sure my piece of paper would do much. I'd march into the bank. Well, actually, I wouldn't march in. I'd go to the bank. Its doors would be locked. Nobody would be in there. There'd be bricks thrown through the windows. There'd be a mob of 2,000 people outside of it. Where's my money? And I'd be like, well, I got my piece of paper. Oh, you suckers with your internet banking. You got nothing. You can't even log on any of your devices. We just got hit by an EMP. Good luck on that. Or if there's a sun flare. But anyway, my point is, trust the internet? Trust computers? No. You can't trust them at all. Okay, email time. Stephen A. Smith. Got into it with Joe Rogan on the recent MMA bout between Cowboy Cerrone and Conor McGregor. Jake in Janesville, Wisconsin writes to say, I may be a little bit late, but I do wish to hear your take. An old Screamin' A. Smith's horribly bad take that Cowboy Cerrone quit during his fight with arguably the greatest pound-for-pound fighter of all time in Conor McGregor. I know the loss of Kobe has overshadowed all of this, but I just wonder what you thought, or maybe notorious J A Y. I didn't see the bout. I know he got pretty much wiped out right away. Uh I've heard of this spat between Stephen A. Smith and uh <laughs> and and uh uh whatchamacallit. Oh, why can't I think of him now? I'm tired. Can you tell I'm tired? I know. I know. Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Stephen A. and Joe Rogan went pretty much at it online. Rogan saying Stephen A. didn't know what the hell he's talking about. Stephen A. is a boxing guy at best. He does not really traffic in MMA. But I'm sure he thinks he does. I would trust Rogan seven ways to Sunday and then some. Didn't see the fight. I doubt that he quit. I think he just probably got his ass beat. But yeah, Joe Rogan, way up here, MMA. Stephen A. Smith, yeah, whatever. Stick to screaming. Also, Jake in Janesville has a great quote. I don't know where he got this from. Maybe he created it. Replay is like plastic surgery. More is never the answer. <laughs> That's right, Jake. I think there's parallels between replay and plastic surgery. Plastic surgery is meant to just, I we can make my nose a little more perfect. Here. Let's go in there and, okay, there, look at that. And then you look at your jawline you go, "Eh, actually, that that too I'm not sure about. I I think we could. And then you start to mess with that. Next thing you know, you're addicted to plastic surgery, just like sports are addicted to replay. We'll fix this here, nip-tuck there, collagen, Botox, you name it, and then you're a disfigured mess. Good analogy. This one from Ryan in Louisville. Zabe, I just want to let you in on a small little incident that occurred a few weeks ago during the divisional round of the playoffs. I went out for a run, humble brag, at halftime of the early game Sunday, and my seven-year-old daughter said to my wife, Mommy, Mommy, look, it's the wolf. Take a picture for Daddy. My wife promptly responded with, The wolf? What are you talking about? My daughter said proudly, Tracy Wolfson, Ma, look, she's talking. That's what Daddy calls her. <laughs> that's because daddy Ryan listens to El Baldo along with Scott Lynn. And we love to call Tracy Wolfson the wolf. This story was told to me when I returned home and I couldn't help, but have a proud dad moment, a hashtag girl dad moment more on that in a second. I'll be damned. Those kids really are listening. Thank you for your influence, Ryan in Louisville. I get this on more than a few occasions. Parents with their kids, sons and daughters, will say, you know, when you do the Friday song, the kids love it. Uh, When you play this game, uh, that, you know, little tidbits. Where you at? What you hauling? That stuff that the kids love it. Thing is, my show is not for kids. Just like this podcast is not for my mom. But I love her anyway. (laughs) This one from Brendan in Augusta, Georgia. Hashtag girl dad. Subject, Zave, I could not agree with you more on the Kobe tragedy. So many media members have taken this horrific story, wrapped it up, and packaged it for their own use. These last 48 hours, sports and Hollywood media Twitter have been filled with, Hey, 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 everybody, I had a special connection with one of the world's greatest basketball players. And then the, go love your kids some more because you likely don't enough, or not as much as I do people some don't some some probably didn't have selfish motives but a lot of them are definitely in it for themselves when they decide to do these things and now it looks like we're being moved or pressured into posting our hashtag girl dad photo because see here's proof of them um, of how i'm an awesome dad when are you posting yours steve well i talked about this yesterday with carol maloney <laughs> If you don't, you won't be getting any retweets or endorsements from the Richard Deitches of the world. Maybe I'm just a cynical bastard, writes Brendan. Yes, you are. But I just get so sick of these self-aggrandizing, woke, pearl-clutching media members out there. The problem for me is I do love to read or listen to some of their takes on, you know, sports. So if I unfollow, I miss the content that I followed them for in the first place. Anyway, I love all the shows and podcasts. It's amazing how much fun my family and friends have talking about some of the content and delivery of said content you put out there. Keep up the great work. Uh, P.S. I'm still part of the 99% because I'm probably a cheap ass who won't pay for Fridays, even though I will gladly spend five bucks on some Sour Patch Kids at the gas station any day of the week. I promise I'll make the jump one day and support the podcast. Well, when the moment strikes, you do it. Yeah, I actually, I thought about some of the photos I have that I like the most with my daughters and I thought, maybe, maybe I should post that. And then that little voice, that little person on my right shoulder said, don't do that, you douchebag. You said you wouldn't. Like, why do I have to prove to strangers my bona fides as a dad? Is that how you say it? Bona fides? My bona fides? who, Who am I trying to impress? The only people that I have to account for for my dadding in the world is my two precious daughters, my wife, and the bald, ugly guy I wake up to and look in the mirror in the morning. That's it. That's the list. To hell with everyone else. But I do love my daughters. I got some good photos of them. Always makes me smile. All right, Super Bowl 54 is getting closer, and I got to tell you, I ain't feeling none of it. I ain't seeing none of it. I ain't getting none of it, I'm not down there in Miami, and nobody has talked any shit whatsoever that I've heard of. Please, somebody, get out on a limb and promise to whoop someone's ass. Where are you? Where is the NFL, which had players that were like, I cannot wait to get my ass after Jimmy Garoppolo. If he has to pass it more than 20 times, game is over, we're beating him, period. Period. I want Tyreek Hill to say, nobody on the planet can catch me. He did say he wants to be on the uh, tryout for the Olympics. That guy, that guy is scary fast. Somebody please make this week somewhat interesting. I beggeth of thee. And then we'll end on this. This is uh, This is interesting. What happens to chimps, gorillas, and orangutans that are no longer used in Hollywood, they don't have the the in-the-wild skills to survive if they're just released, what do you do with them? Answer, you send them to Florida and you teach them how to paint. Wow. In Florida, there is a unique sanctuary in which 53 chimpanzees and orangutans are living. After having been in some of the most famous movies and TV productions in Hollywood that includes one of the chimps or excuse me, one of the orangutans that was in the Clint Eastwood movies of every which way, but loose along with any which way you can the sequel to it. It includes some, uh, gorillas and chimpanzees from planet of the apes. And it even includes the former pet chimpanzee of one Michael Jackson, yeah. Bubbles. Remember him? Thing is Bubbles is no longer a cute little baby chimp as a pet. It's now a hulking 37-year-old that could chew your face off, rip out your genitals and laugh at you as it swung from the ceiling. So they take these uh, you know, these magnificent primates that live a long time. I mean, we're talking almost, you know, human ages. Not not quite as long, I think, but they get up there Uh, poppy is a 48 year old orangutan. That was the one in the Clint Eastwood movies. So what do you do with them? You you can't just throw them out in the wild and go, good luck. (laughs) Some poor orangutans like, okay, where's my trainer to feed me? And uh, I got to socialize now with this, this, uh, troop gaggle herd flock of orangutans. What is the unit of orangutans? I have no idea. They would not last a week. So what do you do with them? Well, you set them up in Florida in a nice cush home on 98 acres and you teach them how to paint. That is fantastic. (laughs) They say that the the paintings that these orangutans and chimps are doing are very impressionistic, Uh, a lot of bright colors. There's not really anything you can discern from it, but uh, they're actual paintings and there's pictures of these chimps and tangs Actually with a paintbrush, making a little picture. Now that'd be some cool art. You see some really slapdash thing on the wall at home. And you're like, where'd you get that? What, what, what artist is that? Oh, that's Bubbles. Bubbles? Yeah, you know, Michael Jackson's Chimp? Yeah, he made that. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. It's better than, better than Jim Carrey's virulent anti-Trump cartoons. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you for listening. Just me solo. I am, uh, I am tired today, but I knocked it out. I got it done. I gave you 30 minutes. I gave you the best I could. I gave the best advice I think I could for those who want to get in, quote, the sports media business, which is extremely broad in terms of what you can do and what jobs exist, what jobs will exist in a couple of years. Who knows? So good luck on that, and I will make sure to call back, my friend. Kristen, and give her the best darn advice personally I can to whoever it was she wanted me to give advice to. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday. Tomorrow, Mr. X, for the Super Bowl, we go over the game, we go over the prop bets, we go over other football angles, and we do our best to give you the winner. Winner winner chicken dinner. So you can not only enjoy the game on Sunday, but you can also profit from it by going to mybookie.ag. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Like dream, you thing, cool, you so Hello, Discover here.